All right. Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. What is going on with you? Oh, absolutely nothing. But guess what's coming? I know. You know Taurus what's coming. Yes. Taurus is coming. so close. It is. We're on the cusp. We're almost we're, there. We're almost there. And then my birthday is a month from yesterday. My solar return. Really? Fancy I did, name. I had no idea. <laughs> As I hide a p- list of plans that I've been preparing Stop for it. your solar return. Stop when I was it. like a small child, my mom was like, you know, if you want your birthday to be because I love birthdays. It's like kind of a problem for me. Uh, she's like, I probably wasn't even that young, but she was like, you know, it's really important that you just be very, very low expectation about birthdays. <laughs> So now I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to invite friends over. I'm going to like kind of put everything on because other, then I can have my expectations high yeah, if I do true. all of do the planning. That's true. That's very true. Good idea, Holly. There, I, I will be honest. There were a couple of years my family kind of forgot my birthday. Shut so, up. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, not lying. <laughs> Because oh, no. when you're in a big family and everyone's kind of going everywhere, it's not that they like it was it was basically it was not like celebrated and not like specialized. Yeah. So that's kind of like, are well, you sure you're not from a John Hughes movie? Is that a reference that only our generation and older gets? Probably. Uh, John Hughes is like sweet 16. <laughs> oh, my God. You don't even get no, it. I don't get oh, it because no. I was schooled. <laughs> yeah, because in Pretty and no, not oh, pretty in Pretty in pink? pink. No. Well, yeah, he did do Pretty in Pink, but that's not the one where her birthday gets forgotten. That one is something about being 16. Breakfast what Club? the? 16 Candles. 16 Candles. Okay. <laughs> I did see, I did actually like see those movies at like 2 a.m. when they were rerunning on TBS. Bad girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So like I vaguely get references, but I don't remember anything. So, <laughs> so yes. Happy Taurus season. <laughs> I'm just so excited for it to start because I, first of all, love spring and where I live, it's like never really a per- perfect temperature except for in May. See, it's just for your birthday. Spring yeah. decides for Holly's birthday. Exactly. We are going to be perfect. My whole region of the planet is like, why don't we give her like a nice, breezy, warm day? Mm. <laughs> so what do you have planned this year for your birthday? Ah, uh, some girlfriends coming over for a sleepover because, and my sister, because oh. my sister is the best person in the world. Uh, present company excluded. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Nathan has to be gone for a work thing. And so my sister is going to come down and we're going to have some girlfriends over and just kind of like hang out. My sister's like, I'll bring a kiddie pool. <laughs> like, oh okay. my gosh. Just to like soak your feet in. Yeah, just... exactly. To, to have Mac be like, what the hell what is this thing? Doing? And try you to voluntarily put your feet inside water. What's yeah, going what on? is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so excited. So I we're less than a month away. So maybe I should get some actual plans in place. That's true. But that, but like, that's how you start celebrating Taurus season is exactly getting those plans for as much like maximum cuddling things as possible yeah <laughs> the most like bed is friend period of the year yes. is Taurus season this is like the comfiest <laughs> beddest month yeah exactly but the funny thing is that you my sister can attest and so can Nathan like I usually start celebrating my birthday on May 1st it never occurred to me to start celebrating it at the beginning of Taurus season that gives me an additional like 11 days 
of birthday celebration. I'm See, to so me, down. you've already been like started like you've been doing like the warm up celebration, like the yeah, gaming, like by just mentioning like Taurus season is coming. I'm like, it's but barely Aries season. Like, it's, what's yeah, going and on? you know what? My dad's birthday is tomorrow. He's an Aries, and I'm I've already skipped forward to my birthday. <laughs> You're like, who cares about dad? It's time for yeah, Taurus to come exactly. on. <laughs> flip my shit <laughs> did temperance fly out at you again yes Esther <laughs> <laughs> you need to listen to your spirit guide it's talking I know. oh my god I wasn't even ready to pull a card of the day yet I know you weren't <laughs> shuffling and it just flew out at uh, you okay. stop ignoring them Spirit guide, I acknowledge your suggestion of temperance. Duly noted. Can we please not have this card appear again today? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm leaving it out. <laughs> You're like, I reject your reality and substitute my own. <laughs> I did pull the high priestess for our card of the day, though. Oh. <laughs> Which I kind of like because then it's sort of even more jokey. Like you're trying to put aside temperance <laughs> popping up. It's weird because I don't even feel like I'm not spending time in meditation. Like I, yeah. I've been balancing it so much lately. Yeah. Balancing again. I'm. It's there. Yeah. But anyway, so the high priestess coming up for their card of the day is nice because it's kind of like, I, especially since we're reviewing a deck that's so meditative. Yes. It's nice to think about like remembering to access that sort of like inner strength and knowledge mm -hmm. um and using the oracle of mystical moments would be a really good way to do it because it's so good it's so good and <laughs> also so like good. just for you personally just following your intuition and kind of where this is kind of guiding you on this journey so yeah like even if it is a bit uncomfortable and a bit new like just keep following your intuition and trust yourself yeah totally See, your cards of the day are always about the podcast, and my cards of the day are always about me and my, my <laughs> stupid personal problems. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. No, you're just better at boundaries than I am. I'm like, here's no. all my shit, world. <laughs> no, it's just it's just because I count to seven. That's what it is. It's a counting. You're not counting. Maybe I, yeah, I should be I'm, counting. I'm getting past all the cards that are reading me, and then I'm getting to, like, to the real stuff. <laughs> Seventh tries a charm. Exactly. <laughs> Our question of the day is from our friend, Boudreaux Witchcraft, and it's a life question for the podcast. Uh, they say, I tried doing a self-reading on this, but I'm too close to it. Here's the situation. I'm being presented with two possible paths career-wise, and then she lays out these two options. Basically, a safe option in a current fine position that she doesn't hate and she doesn't love, but the money and the benefits are great. The second option is to accept a downgrade to a part-time position within the same company that she would love the actual job, but the money would be tighter. But on the flip side, it would also give her time to start a side hustle that she's been dreaming of. 
Then she says, I tried pulling three cards for what each decision might look like. And for the first time in over a year, I was so confused that I didn't even know how to start interpreting it. I'm definitely too close to see the answer the cards are trying to show me. Think you could help a girl out? Yes, we can. We absolutely can. It's like, that was really Bob the Builder. That was, that was like a throwback <laughs> to babysitting. <laughs> Yeah, so, I've never seen Bob the Builder. I went to I once went to a birthday party that was Bob the Builder themed, but that was like twenty years ago. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I babysat way too much. Okay, <laughs> so I like how, like, of course, doing two paths, like, because I think that's a great way to kind of yeah break things. But maybe down. do you want to make them more specific? So, like, what to expect. I got maybe like the best part about that change, the worst part about that change, and like something you should consider, take into consideration. Yeah. Best part, worst part, consideration for each choice. Yeah. Right. Okay. I think that that might give more clarity than just like three energy cards. Yeah. Since that seems like an area because, where there's... Yeah, the, because we know the energy is confusing. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and so it's just going to confirm, oh, hey, it's confusing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I so giving say, more information about considerations is like probably the best bet. Yes. yes. So best, worst, and consideration. Okay. Yeah. Do you what do you want to take? Do you want to take the first option staying? Sure. Okay, okay. And I'll take the section se- section off. <laughs> I promise I've got my life together, everybody. I'll take the second option. I'm trying seven and seven to see if it works for me. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh, what this is, is interesting. Mm, I know. Mine's interesting, too. So for best, I got the devil. Okay. For worst, I got three of cups, which is interesting. Uh-huh. And for considerations, I got two of swords, which is hilarious because that's <laughs> a card about considerations, basically. <laughs> okay. So for the second option with them taking the second part-time job, uh-huh. the best I got was the seven of wands. Huh. The worst is Ace of Wands, and Whoa. the consideration is the Page of Swords. Wow, that's wild because that means that for both worst options, it's something good. Yeah. I mean, but I guess we should be a little bit more nuanced than that. It isn't necessarily that the Ace of Wands and the Three of Cups are, like, only positive cards. Right. They can have negative like, intense... implications. Yeah, exactly. But I think that, like... For my section, it's you're going to feel like you're like not making a decision or making a decision to not have change is going to make you feel really like not super great. Like you are putting yourself if you do decide to say you would feel like you'll just kind of never know what could have been. You always sort of had that like, you know, chain around your neck of like, you know, I'm worried about earthly things rather than exciting new possibilities Mm -hmm. which can feel really overwhelming and negative with the worst thing being the three of cups i think that like sticking around would feel like you were doing it mostly just to like please others like to keep a generally positive emotional state around you and i think that when you make decisions based on something like that there's a lot of room for What's the word that I'm looking for? Like when you're annoyed with somebody because of something you resentment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can make you feel really resentful if you are making decisions where you feel tr- like like not even necessarily trapped, but where you feel like you're not 
in control of your own life right. just to maintain a comfortable stasis, mm-hmm. it leads to a lot of resentment. And so I think that taking into consideration, like, if you've already made a decision, like, I think that the Two of Swords being the consideration card could be like, you kind of already have decided that you want to do the part-time thing. Yeah. And so consider how far along in that decision-making process you already are. And if you've already made the decision, great. But, you know, there's part of you that already sort of knows what you want to do. And so making sure that you are putting yourself in the driver's seat instead of letting sort of the devil energy, like, prevent you from moving. Yeah. And with mine, with the second option, I I don't see necessarily Seven of Wands being defensive, but more like keeping on your toes. Don't become like complacent. If you're being active in this position and kind of not only doing this part-time job, but also doing what you love on the side, you're making that stuff happen for you. And the worst thing that can happen is this new opportunity that Ace of Wands has like put this passion in you. And to me, like that is like, um, is that's that not really is negative? That, yeah, like exactly. any kind of po- like it's kind of very positive, and especially <laughs> combined with the Page of Swords as the consideration. Page of Swords is like newness and new beginning, curiosity. You're kind of branching out with this new information, this new journey that you're on. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, with these two kind of beginning cards, because since pages always kind of mimic yeah. the aces. It's yeah. it's definitely more to me. It's more positive in this direction. You just have to consider not being complacent and kind of letting stuff happen. And if that makes any sense, yeah. And the, if the consideration is like you know in action in my section versus like striking out mm-hmm. on your own in your section, it's kind of like if those are the things you're taking into consideration, and it sort of seems like you kind of already know, then it, there will be like hard parts too mm-hmm. but you won't feel quite as like stymied in your growth as you would if you kept not making a decision yeah because to me the two of swords always implies that you kind of know what decision you want to make it's just acting on that decision yeah totally. and not being afraid to make that decision yeah man when i was first like reading tarot every single day i got the two of swords almost every single day. And it was because I was in a job that I had like jumped from the frying pan into the fire sort of thing for. And I was considering trying to leave, but my brain was like, you can't be the person who just goes from job to job. What if the next one is terrible too? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Especially with the devil being there too. I know just, especially with the devil. And also I'm using mermaid tarot and the devil in this one is the mermaid. It's like trapped in the cage. Yeah. It's yeah. And it just is like, you know, if that's the best case scenario is that you'll feel trapped. That's not a great, not really great scenario. (laughs) Yeah. That's really not that great of a scenario. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully this has provided clarity for you. Yeah. Keep us updated. Yeah. And good luck. And if you, um, pull cards again for it and you're having trouble just interpreting them because you feel too close send them our way and we can try to help out too oh definitely yes 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 we love doing that yes and then our second question is from elizabeth who says i am new to tarot and have a question about how to learn the cards i've heard a lot of people say that it's good to meditate with a card when you draw it and i'm hoping you could give some insight into how to do that i struggle with meditation in any situation When I try to meditate, outside thoughts seem to rush at me. So I end up thinking about work or chores or one of the million other things instead of the card I pulled. What methods do you both use to focus your energy into your card slash reading and keep outside distractions at bay? 
<laughs> I know. Both of us have struggled with meditation a lot in the past. Like yeah. it isn't something that comes naturally to a lot no. of people initially. Yeah. I think kind of what helped, I don't meditate at length, I should yeah. say. Like, because um, I haven't found a way for meditation, like some like guided meditations, I can't stand their voice. Some of it's the music's too loud. Some of it's the mic's wrong. I, I just, I'm just too <laughs> technically picky for meditation. Yeah. But the, their head, the Headspace app, like the, he kind of like trains you. And the good thing, like I don't use it anymore, but the good thing is that initial training is you bouncing your thoughts back to the breathing. Like yeah. that was like the primal thing. Like even if I'm not like actually in a meditative state, like the 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 point is not for you to have a clear mind. The point is for you to bounce, be able to train yourself to bounce your thoughts back from all those. Because my brain is like always trying to think through the list I need to do. Yeah, stuff that needs to get done, and then so it's like bouncing acknowledging back. that and then yeah. moving back. Yeah, exactly. So you're, it's like a non guiltying way of yeah. kind of training yourself. Yeah, but I also think that that's kind of a separate question. Like, the meditation question is sort of separate from what meditating on a card means. Yes. Because I think for both of us and for a lot of people, meditating on the card is more about, like, looking at it, picking up details, and then journaling about what your feelings about the card are, rather than trying to maintain, like, a blank headspace with just the card in mind. Yeah. So for like actual card recognition and learning, I think journaling is actually more helpful than meditating. But I think we say meditation because not everyone wants to write forever. So even if yeah. it's just spending some time thinking about that specific card, that's still great. For general meditation, I think that starting small and like just trying to do it for like 90 seconds of focusing on your breathing. <laughs> yeah. Or even like that gift that you send us every once in a while, the deep breathing gif. Like yes. watch that gif for a little bit and then move on. <laughs> yes. Yes. I started out journaling like tarot cards as I would draw them for the day. But what kind of my way of meditating on them is researching that specific card is like everywhere I can. Like BD Tarot, any tarot apps, all the tarot books. Yeah. Like, if I draw, for me, that is my style of meditation is gathering as much information as I can about that specific card. Yeah. And then through my day, seeing where that card pops up. Not necessarily like the picture of the card in my brain. Just like the attitudes, the feelings, the energy of that card popping up through my day. That's the way that I've like learn to meditate for myself and that's how it like embeds itself in this meeting within yeah. me yeah i think that that's a really good strategy too yeah but also like don't really give yourself too much grief because i don't oh, think yeah. that meditation comes supernaturally to most people and especially in like not to be this person but especially in like this day and age where there's always stuff going on like mm -hmm. even when we're recording podcast the podcast we're still getting messages from a group message we're still getting alerts from cnn like we're still yeah. getting a lot of external input when even when we're focused on one specific task so expecting that to not happen when we're meditating is just a recipe for disaster because it's still gonna happen like your phone can be in the other room but a bird could start chirping or whatever and just allowing distractions to happen but then being able to like take another deep breath I think four in, four out, or six in, six out, where you count to six on the in breath in and count to six on the breath out. That's a really good way to sort of like remember, like here, I'm supposed to be focused on my breathing rather mm -hmm. than just on like everything else that's happening. But starting out with just a couple of minutes is a great idea. And so yeah. you mentioned one app and I recently downloaded the app Oak. Oh yeah. Oak. Like yeah. Tree. It's only on iOS. 
Oh, is it? Yeah, it's like but it's because there was oak and then um, inner timer. I think is a free different Insight free one. Timer. Headspace, like you, there's a few that are free, but inner timer is like lots of like group. What is it? Community oriented, where like people can upload their own, yeah, sort of thing. So that and that one's free. Isn't that called Insight Timer? I thought it was. Oh, Insight is it? Timer. Oh, it is Inside Timer. Sorry, I, I was okay. close. Yeah, oh yeah, it is. Insight timer and like the uh, app image is like a bronze bowl. Yeah, bronze bowl. Yeah. But I really have liked Oak because I think that Insight timer is better because there's more diversity and options. But Oak is nice because it's like systematized. So if you want to do the same five minute meditation over and over again, Mm -hmm. you can kind of practice using that. And it's less pressure than having to find one that fits exactly right. Like with Insight timer, it's like maybe like a like too much options yes yes yeah <laughs> and i like the visual aspect of oak too because the any sort of like breathing app where you kind of like okay this is how much time i'm breathing in and yeah. this is how much time i'm breathing out that visual aspect also is helpful yeah and even if you don't have like your eyes closed or anything like that yeah just focusing on your breath is like such a cornerstone for a lot yeah. of the ways that we ground ourselves and stuff like that yeah it's, it's about it's a little bit of a two-part question but like just Focus initially on just being able to bounce back, like recognize those thoughts and just bouncing back to your breath. Like yeah, don't, exactly. There's no guilt attached to it. Just bounce no. back to your breath. And the only way to be ma- to be bad at meditation is to never meditate. Yeah. Have you seen the Parks and Recreation episode where Chris Traeger takes Ron Swanson to yoga, yes, uh, yoga. and he refuses <laughs> to sit down, first yes. of all? <laughs> and Chris Traeger's like, well, what are you thinking about? And Ron Swanson's like, nothing. And he's like, how does he do that? Oh like, gosh. he's just a naturally good yes. <laughs> meditator. I love yeah, because it's episode. like, it's literally like a meditation's like a lifelong process. I mean, you'll ask yeah. people who've done it for 20 years. Or 80 years. I mean, you have that, you have that monk friend who I'm sure has friends who have been meditating daily oh, yes. for 75 years. Yeah, from childhood. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Esther's monk friend sends her such beautiful pictures of the monastery. And I have no idea who it is. Like, and they, but they know that I live, like, in my city. They they apparently know me. But I know it's a group message. Like, it's not, like, to Esther specifically. But it's just, like... <laughs> how did you end up on this group, then? I don't know. I don't know how I got <laughs> this group. I don't have no idea. So, yes. <laughs> but it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, because every holiday, I'll get a picture from them of our the beautiful temple that's in my city. Well, one of the few beautiful temples that's in my city. And so, yeah, I got a monk friend. But yeah, people, and also there's like so many actual health benefits to meditation that's like scientifically proven. So trying is worth it. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Oh, I keep like wanting to like hoard mala beads. It's not even funny. It's like, stop it. Stop it. (laughs) Well, we bought those big felt ones. I love them. I know I did. I I will meditate with them. But then for me, like, I'm not going to include this podcast. So, um, but for me, it swings the other way because I'll start reading about like meditation, like with mala beads. And then people are like, but that's not real meditation because you're focusing on the words and not focus. And I'm like, ah, suck it. So, (laughs) okay. okay. They're gatekeepers in every, every community, even apparently meditation. Yes. So hmm, we'll see. It's time for some Patreon shout outs. Okay, so this past week on our Patreon, Holly released our Moon Minute. Woo-hoo! Yes, I did. You could see her office at work. It's really cute. Yeah, it was kind of a, my. it's the second Moon Minute. It was a little bit more of an emergency Moon Minute. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting in my office for it. You can see where all of the non-magical magic happens. <laughs> I think it's adorable. 
and yeah. we also have like a few special episodes released like wildly witchy we had like a little witchy mini episode and... yeah so we'll do like topics for that just about our own practice some outtakes so, uh we're starting to work through readings that we're doing for patreon yes. supporters yes what, we so finally fun. got our technical issues ironed out so yeah we can go forth and like share wildly ourselves day to figure out how to make that happen <laughs> i know i was I like know. what am i doing wrong <laughs> we're trying so yeah and oh we finished we finalized our deck today so oh my so <sighs> it's it's in it's in you guys I can't decide if I want to buy one for myself and then buy them for everyone else later or if I should just do the bulk purchase now. I'll probably just do the bulk purchase now. Just do one right now, just in case okay. you catch a, a mishap. Because now that's oh, what that's I'm afraid true. of. It's like, Our I don't have second a second set, set of eyes. eyes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Good yeah. call. Oh my God. But anyway, so our deck is finalized. It yes. just is like happening. It's I know, so exciting. So exciting. Yeah. Uh, but as promised, we are pulling cards for our Patreons. Yes, we are. Uh, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Yes, I can start just a second. I got to get seven. Let me think. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, so I will start with our Patreon shout out for Mirte. And your card is the Two of Swords. Ooh, the second time in this podcast, the Two of Swords is made appearance. I know. Stacey L., your card is the Ace of Cups. Ooh. Mm, Elizabeth K., your card is the Five of Wands. Claudia, your card is the Nine of Cups. Rainy, your card is the Ace of Wands. Angoria, your card is the Five of Wands. Didn't you just pull that Yes, five I just of pulled wands? that one. Ooh, Uh-oh. Interesting. <laughs> Katie, ah! That's what, that's what the script says. Katie, ah! Yeah, because that's the author whose book we just reviewed. Ah! <laughs> and she's our Patreon supporter. We love you, Katie. We love you. Yes, your card is the Seven of Cups. Kylie, your card is the King of Cups. And special love to our girl, Kylie. Yes. And Bridget, your card is the Six of Pentacles. Yay! Yay! So if you want to support us on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash Podcast. Yes. And we would love to see you over there. We have a lot of fun stuff going on, and we're really excited about it. I know. Ah! So, uh, so much fun. So much fun, fun. Okay, now it's time for our deck of the week. And I am so excited that it's another Oracle deck. We haven't done an Oracle deck in a while. I know, um, like in a month and a half. I know, but we're doing the Oracle of Mystical Moments, who, <laughs> which is by Katrin Wellstein. And it was published by U.S. Games. And U.S. Games says about this deck, vision, uh, well, this is just their blurb. Visionary collage <laughs> artist Katrin Wellstein intermixes unexpected elements of nature and imagination, creating a sumptuous world where flower spirits and floating castles happily coexist. Each of the 52 Oracle cards captures a magical moment full of delight, surprises, and vintage charm. Powerful messages in the 44-page guidebook, blah, 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 insight into new ways of looking at your life. Katrin uses digital images to express her creativity and tell unique stories. Her artwork has an ethereal feel that explores the area between imagination and reality. Katrin is originally from Germany, but has lived in Korea and Malaysia for several years with her husband and two children. Thus, there is a subtle Asian influence in her work. Okay, and as always, it's time for our general impressions and five of the deck. Yeah. So what do you feel about this deck, Holly? What's the initial impression you got? It is 
mystical moments. It is. I always forget the name. That's like the worst part. It's like I always I'm like mystical what? Mystical mysticals. <laughs> Every That's time. That's true. It's hard to come up with a name. But I I really like it. I think that the card quality is incredible for like yes. a deck that costs less than $15 on Amazon right now. Yes. Like the card quality is great. The images themselves are so ethereal. Like mm-hmm. they feel like sort of like a whimsical dream. With animals and flowers and these beautiful ladies and people whose like bodies start as human and end as mermaid. And it's mm-hmm. just like, which I guess is just a mermaid. Once <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I said it out loud, I was like, oh, wait, no, that's you what a mermaid, mermaid is. Today, I guess that's just a mermaid. <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, I just really love it. And I think that I don't pull it out as often as I should. Yeah, because it's one of those decks like it's absolutely striking. Like all of the images are just beautifully composed together. And it's very surprising, like because there's like octopus bodies on human torsos. That's what I was trying to come up with. That's not a mermaid. (laughs) Possibly. Yeah, it's an octopus made. Um, So... I love that. (laughs) But it's very, like, very earthy deck. Yes. Everything, it's like super, super earthy. And I love all of the images. Like, it was very difficult for me to choose one, keep it under five cards for my how many cards I enjoy. And the backs are absolutely like, it's a very soft green sage and it's beautiful. Like, and And there are some cards that look like actual Renaissance paintings. Like, I. I have not really been super into the collage style decks until probably when I bought Muse Tarot on Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, from Chris Ann, Pixie Curio. That was like the first collage style that I wanted. And a lot of collage styles have like actual humans in them, like She Wolf, which both of us have now. Like that's actual human forms mm-hmm. in them. And maybe we should do that as our deck of the week next week. I haven't anyway. received the package yet. That just FYI. Oh shit. I thought that you did. No, not yet. I'm I'm waiting for it. I thought I had two, but it was it was it was books, so I don't know why. I know. Come on, (laughs) never mind then. All right, (laughs) but yeah, so like a lot of the um, collage style seem like that, but this is like it feels like Renaissance paintings Mm -hmm. and also art. Like it's not just collage, although she's. It's kind of like surrealist, like yes, very surrealist, Salvador Dali sort of style, Mm -hmm. like. One of my favorite cards is one that is a house with just a bunch of blooms coming out of it. And it's just like, there's no gravity in this world. It's like all very somehow earthy, but also like not of this planet. Yeah. Almost. It reminds me of the book, um, Miss Pettigrew, Pettigrew's yes! Peculiar School Children, like those pictures. That's not what it's called, but you know, we're, everyone knows what you I'm called. all of the words, but just in a different order. <laughs> Words. School for, what pe- do they mean? for peculiar students or something. Yes, thank you. Yes, peculiar yes, children. Peculiar, yeah, peculiar Pettigrew things. Cool. I don't know. Yeah, you're totally so, right, though. But it's it's that it's that definitely like that sort of feel, like that whimsical sort of world, and I really enjoy this as a oracle deck. Yeah, and I think that that actually brings up a really good point, and I feel like we should talk about this in a little bit more detail at some point, but like. There are a lot of different types of Oracle decks and some of them, I think we may have even mentioned it recently with the inner star Oracle deck. Some Oracle decks you can, you need to hold on to the book for the book is an integral part of it. It's more for meditation because you pull a card and then you have to read about it. Yes. And some Oracle decks like compendium of constellations 
or really any of Black and the Moon's Oracle decks, you can use as part of a big spread because they have like they're just ace a thought like yes they're very intuitive yeah yeah so it's a little bit more intuitive where these there's like room for using your intuition to come up with it but when a card is called something like you know rose garden yeah or new (laughs) i guess new directions is pretty straightforward but no rain today or red garden or elixir of life it's like you you want to read the blurb about it so it's not something that you and i think that that's the reason that neither of us really pull it out super often because it's something that you'd want to spend time on one specific card rather than doing a spread yes yes so that kind of takes us into like what kind of readings have you used this for or how have you used this in your practice (laughs) nice transition there holly (laughs) i'm so talented at transitions (laughs) look at my segue go um, I think that it's really kind of personal. It's like sort of the high, like a high priestess deck where you're sort of using it for yourself on your own, like higher self and inner knowledge. And it's like something that I wouldn't really use for other people, I think. Yeah, I've used it as like an altar deck. Like when I first got married, I drew like mermaid love or whatever that card is. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. You know, but so that for that whole month, that was my card. You know, so that's how I've kind of used it as more of like an altar deck because the images are so beautiful. And like you can just look at it and be like, oh, you know, and, and meditate on that. (laughs) Haha, <laughs> meditate on that the whole month, you know, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you know, no, you're think totally about, right. you know, where you're able to like think about it and see how it kind of impacts and letting that kind of bleed into your life in that sort of way, rather than just like a reading itself. Yeah, totally. And so what are your favorite cards? I couldn't narrow it down to four. Oh, oh, how many do I you think have? Because all of them are so different. Like with a tarot yes. deck, it's based on art, not just art, but I think largely for me, art. Yeah. But for this, there were like, I narrowed it down to nine and I was like, you got to get it down to four. And then I just kept narrowing and narrowing and narrowing. But then I ended at five. Okay. I have five. So it's okay. We won't, (laughs) I won't chastise you this time. Also, we make the rules, so it's really yeah, okay. Yeah, I know. We could it's, have like, it's like you'd have 11 if we wanted It would be to. super boring for people if we really each had would. 11 or 12. But, <laughs> and it'd be um, really hard to put them all on your desk and take a picture yeah, of them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We know that I have that space issue. So, okay, one other thing to mention about the deck itself is that it's numbered instead of it being like alphabetical order or whatever. And so I do find that that is important to remember because sometimes you'll look at it and it'll be like a little bit of a hassle to get to that spot. Yeah. I'm just going to go through like numerically through my favorites. So the first one that I have is called Moon Dance. Oh, yeah. And let me show it to you, Esther. But I also want to read. I'm not going to do like read for the blurb for all of them, but I will for some of them. Oh, yeah. Because they also describe what the card looks like. So. Moon dance represents daring, balance, easiness, adventure, and perspective. And it says, look at this girl balancing on a rope, waltzing with the moon. She is dancing through life. To be this confident is a gift you should be aware of and treasure. Be brave and adventurous. Get out of your comfort zone and see life from a different perspective. If you maintain a balance between levity and lightheartedness, you can stay above the everyday noise that threatened to bring us down. Feel the night breeze in your hair and adventure in your soul. Hmm. And I just really love that. Um, yeah. And then Abracadabra is this real, I just love the background on this. It's this woman who kind of looks like she's coming from a bunch of uh, oh, yes. buildings yes. and she's like touching the stars. Mm. And the card itself is about sort of that 
space between the mundane and the magical. I just think that it's so cool. I love the uh, stars in that card. Yes, they're and so pretty. It's actual meanings are magic secrets, patterns, and destinies. And so it is like she meant it's intentionally sort of between the skyscrapers of the everyday world and the rest of the universe. Mm. And then House of Flowers, which I alluded to earlier. This one's about beauty and the power of nature. And it's literally a house that just has like, it's been bisected by all these giant, I think that they might be. I think they're peonies. Maybe they could be peonies. I was thinking Carnelia's. That's not a thing. (laughs) Anyway. And then I also really like the no rain today because it's another one with a big moon face. Oh, yeah. There's like so many moons in this deck. So I know. I think that that's why it's so good for like a altar deck. You're totally right. But this one symbolizes comfort, a positive view of life, energy and shine. And I'm going to read this one, too, because I think it's really cute because that's actually the sun, not the moon. (laughs) I'm realizing now as I'm reading it. I was thinking Um, made on the moon because of the face. I know. But and I also didn't really notice the rays, but it says... In this card, we see the sun banishing a crying cloud. There will be no rain today. The sun gives warmth and comfort. Her rays grant life and strength. They chase away grief and loss. On dark days, turn your face towards the sun and let shadows fall behind you. Slip on your dancing shoes, if only for a moment, and let the energy move through your body. Surround yourself with positive, happy people and foster an environment where you can shine. And then lastly, and this one's kind of the most of the surrealist ones that I liked, um, and it is Keys on Trees. And it is a elephant at the top of a tower um, in a cage, and it's a card about believing in yourself. And the blurb says, on the top of a winding, shiny metal tower, there's an elephant captured in a cage. The vast jungle of giant trees and plants surround him. But the elephant is not distressed. There are keys hanging from all the trees. If he picks one, he can open the cage and release himself into the wild. No situation is too complicated to be solved. Look in unexpected places for answers. You have the creativity to find the way out. And I love it because I like any card that is about like feeling trapped where there's a defined solution. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's just like moving forward. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What are yours? So my favorite cards first is Rose Garden. And it's a woman that has like a like a petal dress, I would say, like big leaves, like a dress. And there's butterflies and caterpillars. And yeah, doesn't she seem like like a little fairy? Yeah. And her hair is like an actual leaf. It's like not actual hair at all. Yeah, that's true. It's really pretty. It's cool. It's a really interesting choice. And the meaning is sensitivity, awareness of nature, integrated whole, and strength. So I really liked, like, that, especially, like, the integrate into nature very... Yeah. This whole deck is so nature-oriented. I just love it Yeah, it really is. And then I loved the Morning Dew Girl, and she's holding, like, this huge elephant leaf that's collecting rain. Yes. And her hair and her dress is so beautiful. And she means face your fears, awareness, and consciousness. And I'll just read the little blurb for this one. The woman on this card collects fat raindrops into a basket of leaves. She is called Morning Dew Girl, and she symbolizes the receiving and and absorption of all worries and fears. She invites us to start sharing our own feelings and worries. We can collect them and deal with them instead of hiding them deep inside. She stands resolute and strong, ready to face her fears. While fear can be as powerful as a river, once confronted, it may turn out to be as small as d- as drop of dew. Isn't that I precious? love that. That's so beautiful. I love that. 
And then a different favorite of mine is called the Elixir of Life. It's a girl in a beautiful, like, dress and her hair. And there's lots of um, poppy flowers, it looks like, poppy yeah. flowers that, that are around her. And her dress is, like, red and white. And she means healing, consolidation, reinvigoration, re reinvigoration, and truth. <laughs> <laughs> that one's really pretty too yeah i love like all the, I, I, it's hard to choose favorites because they're all so pretty and so yeah. well done oh my gosh and we didn't even mention that she's creating a tarot deck like as we speak oh really i had no idea yeah. you should follow <gasps> her on instagram i should follow i, I keep following <laughs> deck creators and it's like really really damaging for my bank account <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um and then a diff- second favorite is, or a different favorite is eva and it's basically kind of like this is like the one with octopus legs Oh, yeah. That are coming, like, out of from her Oh, torso. cool. Oh, my God. And there's, like, a snake around her neck. And she means duplicity, deception, and caution. Which yep. I have something to say about snakes being used as deception and evil because snakes are vilified. Beautiful but beings. I shall not. And save that for another day. <laughs> and my last favorite is Sea Witch, which is, haha, <laughs> witch, witch. Which is like a, a little small girl that has a body of a jellyfish, a torso yes. of a human. And, and her a hair pet. is, like, octopus, like, tentacles and she also has a no i think that that might be anemone like the top of an anemone maybe maybe? i don't know let's see what the thing says the meaning is innocence joy of play wonder and it says this small mermaid is called witch of the sea instead of a fish tail she has a jellyfish on the lower part of her body her hair sways behind her like the flowing tentacles ha tentacles okay (laughs) fine (laughs) but maybe but maybe anemones have tentacles who knows it's impossible there's no way to know (laughs) (laughs) she holds a windmill in her hand that propels her forward a wide-eyed fish is her loyal companion on her ocean journeys she is young and uses the magic of childlike thinking to dance in the waves marveling at the wonders of life so it's just really precious yeah this deck is so 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 good i love it it is so good. Oh, we have to, well, we get to mix our cards and choose. So have you already mixed and chosen? I have already mixed, but I was going to say that the artist's Instagram oh, yes. is C-A-T-R-I-N underscore Wellstein. So W-E-L-Z-S-T-E-I-N. Okay. And, we'll and she has pictures. Them. Yeah, we'll tag her. She has pictures of um, the tarot deck she's creating on there. And the Ten of Cups is like a mermaid couple looking out at the ocean and there's like 10 little fishies swimming behind them. The the man is wearing a tuxedo. He's a mermaid with a tuxedo on and there's a rainbow and it's just like very, very sweet. Oh, and she also has like, is it a similar style as this deck? Yeah. Same style. Oh yeah. I like that. It's really great. (laughs) All right. So a card representing my relationship with this deck. My dear friend. What's your friend? That's what it's called, and it has a deer on it. It's a pun. Oh, the deer, deer. Ha, ha, ha. Deer. <laughs> got it. I got it. <laughs> oh, but this is sweet, because the meaning is lifelong friendship, dependability, and solidarity. Aww. And I drew the keys on trees, which was your, one of your favorites. Oh, it's yeah, believing I love in yourself, Solutions and creativity. Oh, thank you for courage. I'll be able to put you on, on my altar for the rest of the month. Yeah. A couple more weeks. That's true. It's already the 17th, but still. But still, half a month. (laughs) Exactly. Yay. Well, I really, I think I'm going to keep this out on my desk instead of letting it abscond back into the shelf for now. Into the shadows. Yeah, into the shadows of my (laughs) shelves of cards because it is very sweet and tender. Yes. 
All right. So next week is going to be our Tarot de Marseille episode. We're going to talk about the Marshmallow Marseille, which both of us have and is so adorable and fun. And we'll also talk about what the difference is between the Smith, you know, Rider weight method and the Tarot de Marseille method. We'll probably end up bisting, bisting, busting some tarot myths. <laughs> busting some tarot myths and also probably going a little historical too. Because Yeah, a little really historical. Tarot Marseille without going historical. Exactly. And that's the fun thing about the Marshmallow Marseille is that it is very historical, but also so fresh and modern. Yes, 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 yes. All Yay. right. So that's our show. Oh, my God. We did it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and we're still so, so, so happy about all the responses that we've gotten to our Patreon. If you want to support us, you can find us at patreon.com slash wildly tarot podcast. We're doing a community reading for Taurus season, which is just another exciting thing about Taurus season. And we're so excited about it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so check us out there. There's a lot of fun stuff going on. And if you have a tarot question or life question, we help through tarot. Email us at wildlyterrorpodcast at gmail.com or message us on our Instagram at wildlyterrorpodcast. You can also follow us on Instagram for pictures of the decks we're using or join our Facebook community by just searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And feel free to follow each of us on Instagram. I am at Celestial Esther and Holly is at Holly Enchanted. Go forth and tarot wildly. Wildly tarot. Yay! <laughs> Have a great day. We love you. We love you. <laughs>